Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Women's Sports Matter podcast. My name is Gianna Bo Castro, and I am your host. Today, we are going to be talking about a very, very touchy subject for many people. We are going to be talking about the Senate's hearings about how the FBI mishandled the allegations of abuse about Larry Nasser, um, the four gymnasts that went to testify in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee um, yesterday. So um, this episode will go up on Tuesday, so last Wednesday. And the gymnasts that went to testify in this hearing are Allie Raisman, Simone Biles, Michaela Maroney, and Maggie Nichols. Um, and I will be watching this four-hour-long video. I did not have a chance to watch it yesterday. I was at school, and frankly, I didn't even know what happened until, you know, I got home and was scrolling through Twitter. Um, but I just, I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to pause the video every now and then to talk and give my thoughts because this is something that you know the FBI screwed up big time and these these women deserve justice and like all I want to do is, is is give them hugs like I they have gone through so much hell and I think we need to to keep talking about this and talking about them and just show them our love basically um these women deserve the world and the fact that something like this was allowed to happen um is so unbelievable and disgusting so without further ado um it's time to pause this recording and to watch um and i will jump in and out with my thoughts here's uh uh something that i'm noticing as i'm watching the opening remarks um from senator dick durbin uh from illinois my state and chuck grassley of iowa um they're both denouncing um what has happened here saying like this is awful um, I'm I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm being sarcastic I'm not I'm just trying to explain it this is the way I talk I'm sorry um, and they both blamed the FBI uh, and they wondered why you know the FBI didn't disclose this stuff to them um, and it seems like you know like the FBI done effed up you know um, which they did Badly. I'm not making a joke out of this, but um, both senators are saying that they really screwed up um, and they're apologizing for that. So I'm going to jump out and listen to the rest of this. After 40 minutes of senators talking, um, you know, doing their opening remarks, it's finally time to hear from the actual athletes themselves. I have no idea what's going to be said. I, I've seen like little blurbs of what Allie Raisman said and um, what Simone Biles said, but I, I'm i just looking forward to, to hearing more in depth about 
this situation. This is something that I particularly particularly have not done research in, unfortunately. Like, I don't know why I haven't. Um, but this is something that, you know, I'll, I feel like I'll be jumping in more um, to talk about stuff. Um, but it is now time to hear from the athletes, so I'm going to jump out again and listen to what they have to say. After watching over two hours of the video of the testimonies um, from the four U.S. gymnastics uh, teammates, I am left speechless, heartbroken, and drained. Um, Even though I have never experienced anything like this before, it, it... the way that they described their interactions with that that terrible person um just it makes me i don't know like it makes me scared i feel scared i feel like the way that they described it made me feel like that i was experiencing it too with them um i Michaela Maroney Um, her testimony today, or from the other day, if you have not listened to it, please do. Um, she's, she's the one, um, who explained within the most uh, graphic details her abuse from when she, she was a child. Um, all of these happened to them when they were children. Sexually abused. Kids. I, 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 talking about this makes me want to cry. And I feel, like, so emotional right now. Um, thinking about this. I, I'm gonna stop for a second. I wish that I could go up to to everyone, you know, especially the four that testified in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee and and give them a hug and and thank them, you you know, for their courage and um, for being a voice for the voiceless. Um, They became the person that they wanted to see advocate for them, which... um, is unfortunate at, at the same time, but um, I, I'm glad that they became these people that were willing to talk about this kind of stuff. Um, again, I, I sat through two hours worth of this, yeah, two hours and, and seven minutes worth of it, listening to the graphic details, listening to them answer the questions from the senators. Um, the fact that the FBI, um, was working in tandem with the USA Gymnastics and the United States, um, Olympic and Paralympic committees, um, it's just, (sighs) this whole situation is awful. There's probably... A better way to describe a better word than awful um but it's so so bad in the united states 
fucked up. There's there's no other word to use than than fucked up. Yeah, I'm using the f bomb. Sorry, family. Um, the United States fucked up, and it makes me mad. I'm pissed. I'm sure they're pissed. I'm sure the 300 women and girls that were assaulted by this doctor, they're hurt. They're scarred for life, suffering from PTSD, becoming emotionally drained. And this guy, I'm going to stop again. Give me a second. To quote Michaela Maroney from her testimony, um, she said that Nassar turned out to be more of a pedophile than he was a doctor. Um, and she, her again, her testimony, if you haven't seen it, please go watch. Um, her, her describing her experiences and um, criticizing uh, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco um, you know, she's tired. All of them are tired. All of them are emotionally drained, and the fact that they had the courage to, to do what they did, um, is phenomenal. And, of course, the FBI Director Christopher Ray um, apologized. Um, other things that happened within, this is a, a reason said that the FBI made her feel her abuse didn't count. Um, Michaela Maroney also said something along the lines of that. But now, she, she said that therapy um, made her realize that her abuse was bad and it did matter. All they wanted was for someone to do the right thing and that never happened. And she she also said that the the people that were a part of the FBI and the people that were a part of the investigation were stepping down or retiring and then being compensated for that. Because they were being a part of this investiga investigation. Um... But the, if you want to read more about this, I'm getting my sources from NPR. Um, the name of the article is Gymnast Blast the FBI's Mishandling of Their Allegations About Larry Nassar. And there's a bunch more articles like this, but um, I'm kind of done with the, the, the reading of the articles for right now. Um, sexual assault, any kind of assault. Um, abuse is never okay, especially for these women who had experienced these things when they were like 11 years old. You're 11 years old, you're being drugged, you're being raped, you're being used by a pedophile. It's so unacceptable. And there's probably a better word for that one too. It's not right. And this man cannot get away with this. He needs to be federally prosecuted. The people that were a part of this, whether they were in the FBI and they um, falsified Michaela Maroney's um, testimony, 
from back when she was first interviewed by the FBI, um, all of them need to be federally prosecuted. It's never easy for one to hear and sit through um, things like this where you have people talk about abuse, or the sexual assault, um, domestic violence, things like that. This is a very uh, touchy, touchy subject for me and um, some of my friends and I'm assuming some of my classmates that um, I don't even know their, their personal lives, but I, I'm sure that, you know, everyone somehow, some way is unfortunately um, knows someone that has gone through something like this. It's, it's not okay. And um, if I can keep myself together, I would like to share my story. Um, in no way am I trying to drag the, the, the whole point of this episode, like, uh, attention away from the whole point of this episode. The whole point of this episode is to talk, um, briefly, I guess, um, before I cry <laughs> about the Senate hearing with the four, uh, USA gymnasts. Um, but I also want to talk about my story and why this this really hits close to home with me because um, I, I if I see something like this I have to talk about it um, so first of all I'm 19 I feel like a lot of people forget that um, in terms of when they listen to this episode so I would just like to say I'm 19 I'm a college sophomore um, I'm not an adult well, I am an adult, but, you know, I'm not, like, 30 years old and this is what I do. Um, I'm still fairly young, and um, when I turned 18, I, uh, well, I'm going to read something, but uh, when I turned 18, I finally got t to be able to cut off ties with my dad, and... Um, the reason that I wanted to cut off ties with him is, first, he's an asshole. Um, second of all, he's a terrible father. And third of all, he abused me when I was younger. And I, I, I understand where you know, these women are coming from that were testifying because a man of power abused them and a man of power abused me. Um, so I'm just going to read what I wrote. So last August, or August of last year, I posted a thing um, because I'm chaotic and, and I I wanted justice for something that has, had been causing pain in my life for so long. Um, I just dealing with a lot of emotions last year at this time with my grandfather dying recently and my dad pulling stupid shit for no reason. Um, I wanted him fired from his job. So what did I do? I sent an email to his work and I made a post on Instagram and I'm going to read you my post from last uh, August of last year. 
Um, before I turned 18, I looked forward to doing two things, voting and cutting ties with most of my dad's side of the family. Instead of siding with three people who at one point had to move out of their own home for months, they continued to side with an alcoholic police officer who couldn't even protect his own family in the times that they needed him the most. I've seen this thing going around recently saying, what radicalized you? A lot recently. I, I have a few things. First, my dad being pulled over for speeding and not getting a ticket because he showed the police officer his badge. I hate qualified immunity, but hey, it gets worse. The second thing is being abused by my father when I was younger. The fact that I tried to tell adults what was happening and, not, and then not being believed was scary. I was devastated and it felt like I was the one making things up. Things were said like, oh, he didn't do that to you or it's because you weren't behaving and that's just regular parenting. Last time I checked, being dragged across the ground being slapped multiple times while he was driving a car and being thrown against the wall and being hit doesn't sound like regular parenting to me. The last thing that radicalized me was being forced to leave my house at least three times with my family because my father was drunk and called the cops on us because we were trying to help him. He called domestic verbal on us twice because he didn't like that we, were that we called him drunk twice. He believed that since he was a cop, he can do whatever he wants and he won't get in trouble. That's completely wrong and stops today. Anyway, when we left the third, the house the third time, I spent a half an hour driving to school. Um, this happened when I was a senior in high school. It's been two years, basically, um, since then, a year and a half. Um, half an hour every school day. My sister had to be dropped off at our bus stop. It feels like I'm planning a little bit, but it was real rough for us when my, until my mom kicked my dad out of our house. That's when we finally felt safe again. All these hardships we went through shaped me more into the person than I needed to be for other people. That night, when the cops came, before the cops came, my dad shoved my sister while he was drunk before, before they got there. He crossed the line. He didn't get in trouble for anything that he's done. He didn't get in trouble for that. And I want to change that. He doesn't deserve to be a cop. He's a coward. He hit his own children, and yet his job as a cop is to be a protector of the people. I don't think so. Um... Then I, I went on to say that I made a petition um, for the place that he works. Then I go on to say a child abuser should not be a cop. My father is not the person he used to be. Um, he needs help, and I still believe that he needs help. After not interacting with him for a year and a half, I still believe that he needs help. Um, and then I posted it on my account, and the amount of the amount of love that I received from strangers was was something that I I never expected to to happen for me. Um, when I can remember from when I was at least 
in the third grade of being hit by my dad and eventually my sister um, ended up being hit as well. I, I, one second. When I was a freshman in high school, it was right before the winter break, I decided that after seeing my dad once again throw my sister against the wall, hit her, make her cry, because she didn't listen to him, I locked myself in my room and I decided that moment on that I wasn't going to sit around and let it happen. It was five years ago. I went to the social worker or the school counselor at my school and I reported him and which he reported to the DCFS. The DCFS didn't do anything because I didn't have anything on my body. Even though it was my sister that was hurt or hit. And I've reported him three times since then. He is a terrible man who was in a position of power. And I, and I just want to say that I know how these people feel. And sharing our stories is so important. Because if we don't do that, the voiceless will continue to be the voiceless. If they're not shown that anyone can speak up about this stuff. <sighs> Role models are so important. I just want to know that if any of my listeners at this pod that listen to this podcast are affected by this or know someone going through this to please step in to please do something about it because you don't need another one of these Larry Nassar situations you don't need another one of these things that happened to me and my sister um breaks my heart you know when when I found out that you know I've had friends that were sexually assaulted and abused. And that's sometimes how I've made friends because we both share th this situation that happened to us. And we become friends out of, you know, coming together and, and getting over or recovering, I should say, from this. I still have a little PTSD from the, the actions that were... Um, done to me by my dad. It's something that does not affect me on the daily, but every once in a while, if I'm trying to fall asleep, I, then I remember one night he would drag me across the floor, or threw me on the floor, or hitting me in the car. Um, things like that. And there was this thing growing up, and, and something that hasn't really happened a lot because of COVID, um, People would touch my shoulders, um, or just touch me, and I'd, like, turn away from them. The shoulders thing, um, I would tell them I have sensitive shoulders, because, you know, I got plucked with a lot of baseballs as a kid. 
Um, but the real reason is, is because, you know, he, like, moved me by my shoulders. Or my arm. And then, you know, every, all my, my relatives want to hug me all the time without even asking. And I, I, be like, I don't really want to, like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to hug you. It's not like I'm saying it. It's more like, a, like, oh, come here, give me a hug. And I'd be like, give him a look. Because I, I didn't want to say, like, I don't want to be touched. And there were times where, like, I'd cry if someone wrapped their arms around me too tight. Because I got, I got scared. I would enter then, you know, um, those memories would enter my mind and I'd freak the F out, um, about it. And I don't like being touched because of my dad. So all my family members listening, that is the reason that I don't like hugs. Because I, it's not that I don't trust you, it's that you were witnessing these things and you didn't say anything and I was the voiceless. And now it led me to not, feeling like I couldn't trust you. And that still kind of feels the way it is. I want to say I'm sorry, but I know that I shouldn't be the one apologizing. Because this is not my fault. What happened to me is not my fault. What happened to my sister is not my is not my fault or her fault. What happened to these gymnasts was not their fault. It's the abuser's fault. I think people forget that sometimes. They did not do this to themselves. They were powerless. These were powerful men. I'm talking about my dad and and Larry Nasser. Um, they did this. They decided they were going to do it. Um, and look at what happened. I, I feel so emotional right now, but I'm trying my best, my best to, to not cry during my podcast again. I, this is like a little bit too close to home in terms of topic, like I said earlier, but I felt like it was necessary to be shared. Um, down below, I'll include links of resources for hotlines and, and places you could go and ways to report this um, and, and, and articles you can read about what's happening. I Again, I want to say like thank you to... Um, Michaela Maroney, Allie Raisman, Simone Biles, and, and Maggie Nichols for testa testifying in, in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee and for talking about the horrible, horrible things that that Larry Nassar did. Um, may he rot in prison. And like, like I said earlier, uh, multiple times too. I, I wish like I could talk to them and, and give them a hug. Um, what they did was very powerful. 
and they deserve the world. Everyone that was affected by this guy deserves the world, deserves all the love. Um, yeah, that's what I wanted to say in today's episode. Uh, this is probably the most low energy that I'll ever be on here. I, cause I'm so emotional right now. Like, I'm really trying my best to, to hold back. Um, you know, so you can hear the words that I have to say, cause this is a podcast. So if I'm crying, you can't hear what I have to say. Um... Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Women's Sports Matter podcast. My name is Gianna Castro, and I'm your host. If you want to follow me on social media, you can. It's uh, Facebook and Twitter is the same handle, at WSM Podcast. And on Instagram, you can find me at Women's Sports Matter. Got questions, inquiries, just want to reach out, you can DM me on social. Or you can send me an email at womensportsmatterpodcast at gmail.com. And again, all this information is is in the description down below. Um, Don't send hate to these gymnasts. They don't deserve it. They've been through enough. Um, I just shout out to them. Go follow them on social uh, to see the incredible work that they're doing with this situation. Um... Be a voice for the voiceless. Donate to to charities and causes and, and um, you know, safe houses for people that go through this stuff. Hopefully next episode will be a little more lighthearted where I hopefully have an interview that I'm doing. Um, but I want to thank you again for listening to me. Um, listening to what... Uh, a basic summary of what happened with the testimony for the Senate Judiciary Committee about Larry Nassar and um, listening to my story because it was really hard to do um, and I'm probably going to shift for it from my family um, but I didn't give away a lot so sue me I don't have any money um See you next week with another episode. Um, but again, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the One Sorts Matter podcast. I'm your host, Gianna Castro. Sending love to the four gymnasts and everyone that was um, affected by this guy. Um, hopefully, you guys learned something today. And again... I'm thinking of the over 300 gymnasts that were affected by this man who was a pedophile and was certainly not doing his job as a doctor. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. That's all, folks.